Yes, I am well aware of the radio. But do you know how it works? Of course I do. There is a box, and inside the box there is a tiny man who sings and plays musical instruments. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Avatar Weekly, a Stark Friends podcast, a show that pokes and prods at all things Avatar one episode at a time. Today's episode is A New Spiritual Age. My name is Buddy Stark, uh, and I'm best known for missing episodes. Sorry, everyone, I didn't post for the last couple weeks. That's on me. Just <laughs> been Just been busy. My name's Hannah, and I'm best known for loving this new game I found called Nonogram. Nonogram. I don't know how you say it, but I love it. It's mm. uh, is it an inappropriate gram? I don't get it. You know, like a nonogram. <laughs> no. No nonogram. Terrible. Hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, you you are. Um, it's a it little sounds like hard I'm just coming just through buddies. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you're just coming through buddies. It looks like you're muted on my end, but yeah, you got try unmuting, kid. Should I re? Should I redo my intro? No. Oh, no, it doesn't sound fine. any different to me. Yeah, it won't. Well, no, I mean in the recording, it's not gonna be different. It's just through Google Meet, right, buddy? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Noah, best known for not being a Stark. That's true. That is what you're yeah. best known for. That is, of course, the best thing that I am known for being, <laughs> or rather, not being. <laughs> so I guess I'm best known for what I'm not. Perfect. Yeah. Classic. Hey, how about we recap the episode? Okay. Nah. <laughs> this uh, week we're doing something different. No recaps. Yeah. Let's recap the episode backwards. Right. Like I said, that just sounds impossible. What? I said you're I, going first. Why? This will be like the Seinfeld episode. That ridiculous idea. <laughs> okay. Show us how it's um, done. What happened you at the end? You stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. Cora, open oh, hold on. the portal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we really doing this? <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let us. <laughs> I was open to it. <laughs> no, no, no. This That's is stupid. A bad, this is a bad idea. It is a bad idea. So does anyone want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go first. All right, Hannah, you want second or third? Second. Okay. Ready now? Uh, not really, but sure. Oh, wrong button. Okay, hold on. So we open up. Uh, Cora and Janora are in the spirit world, and the spirits look vibrant and better. They get separated from each other, and they're lost, and Cora kind of reverts to her little girl self in the spirit world. And a little bird flies at her, and it scares her, and she smacks it and hurts it, but then she realizes it's not that bad, and she walks away and sees... Uh, an old man who we know as Iroh, um, and he greets her, and he kind of gives her sage wisdom. Meanwhile, Janora... Janora finds Fluffyfoot, or Ferretfoot. What's its name? I forget. Furryfoot. Furryfoot. Ah. Uh, and it uh, flies her into Washington, Washington's library, and she's like, "Oh, knowledge!" Yeah, Washington D.C. Uh, and and uh, she get, talks about radios, and he's like, "Cool." Yeah, and Cora learns that her emotions affect the spirit world, and like, but it turns out that uh, Unalak is working with Washington, and oh. um, it, and it's bad. <laughs> and so Cora learns that she, and sometimes to help herself, she has to help others, so she has to take the bird to its yeah. nest. And the bird turns into a big dragon. Phoenix. And then at the end, um, she's going to close the portal, but 
Unalak is there. Yeah, and he's captured Janora, and he's like, don't, you got to open the other one, or I'm going to take her soul away. And so Korra opens it. And uh, uh, they get saved by the phoenix dragon and make yeah, it back to the real world. Yeah, it's cool. And then she gets returned to her body, and Tenzin's like, where's Janora? And we're like, oh, no, she's bang, still there. Bang, bang, Korra's like, about that. That's it. Because Buddy has to have the last word. That's the rule. <laughs> I was surprised he let you say Iroh. Yeah, that was a good lead-in. <laughs> yeah, I was also much surprised. <laughs> uh, so, how good was the episode, folks? You tell us. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like you never go first. That's fair. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.25. Whoa. That's higher than I would have thought. Me too. No, let's say Uncle ours at the same time. What are you? <laughs> Three, two, one. Three point seven five. Okay. Wow. I actually, Ira was what made. I thought it. I was getting like giving like a really nice score, but I'm the lowest. So yeah, I would have. I would have given this episode like a three point five yeah. or a three, and then Ira brought it up for me. Yeah, um, I just thought I'll this episode was. Yeah, maybe I will too. I mean, Ira was one hundred percent a fresh, a brush, a breath air. Um, <laughs> you know, it, just his sage wisdom as usual. Always uh, so sage. Always so sage. Why so sage? Um, I don't think I'd like to live in the spirit world forever. <laughs> Did anyone else think that was a weird call? Yeah. Like, I know he likes spirits, like but but that makes it seem like he's not going to be with his family for eternity, right? That's what I thought. And, like, wouldn't yeah. he rather see his son? Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess unless there's no afterlife in the Avatar world, which is Yeah, I think we're making fair. a lot of assumptions there. <coughs> Still, I think Iroh would just, like, pass on. I don't think he'd go live in the spirit world. It really seemed like an Alice in Wonderland type thing. Because they were all having, like, a weird tea party. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt really bizarre. Yeah, I don't know how... Korra kind of takes a weird turn with the spirit world. Um, and I get that we're diving into it deeper, so it's not necessarily worse. It's just different. It just doesn't feel like the spirit world of The Last Airbender to me. We didn't spend that much time in the spirit world. And that's probably why. Yeah. It just... This felt like more acid trip and less, yeah. like... I agree. Like when the alternate all dimension popped out of the ground or whatever they were. The monk, uh, 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 meerkats, meerkats, yeah. yeah, like yeah. like, like uh, Timon. Timon. I almost right. said Pumbaa. Um, all right, buddy. So you give it a highest score. Was it just because of Iroh? Iroh was a big part of it, but also uh, Wan Chi Tong was a big part of it. I like That's to me this. True. That was really cool. This show, and this this is this is totally unfair, but this show does best when it just calls back to the last Airbender. Hey, remember that one character you liked in the last show? Right. It's this character yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, they are. Different That's voice actor, different voice actor, but still. That's kind of like a lot of reason why people watch sequels is to see the characters they love from before, right? Yeah, like yeah, uh, probably. like the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, like it's so fun when you see Luke come on screen. Like, yeah, and he sucks. <laughs> sure. And he's a dumb he's a dumb character that doesn't make any sense. I like him. No, I know. I'm a, I am the minority in this podcast and that's <laughs> something I'll just have to live with. <coughs> Ugh. But this is not a last Jedi podcast. This is not a skycast. Did anyone else uh like was it to me it was like really rewarding to watch what happens to Cora when she behaves Cora like like, like a literal child? Oh. Well, no, no. 
like oh, when okay. she was like, get away from me, like her typical response yes. is Cora. Yeah. And then like realize like I can't actually bend and don't have any. Oh, power. I can't use my power oh, to oh, abuse people. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like a situation. Like, I'll just like, bend people away. Like that moment was just like, it was, it was a warm hug to me. It was like, I this also, is what people have, like other people have to live like. I also found Cora much more palatable this episode. And I can only assume because she acts like this all the time. But now they showed us her as like a five-year-old, right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, where it actually this seems makes sense, right? You're I like, don't, and I don't know why they did that. Like, why do you think? I know that was a weird thing to me, like a weird spirit world sort of like. Just okay, because, yeah. Look, like, she's young now. Yeah, cool. I didn't understand why. Yeah. She had to. Be yeah, don't young. you remember like, the episode where Anne goes into the spirit world and turns into a baby? No. <laughs> Oh. oh, because it didn't happen. That's <laughs> oh, right. All right. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. That would be so right. terrible. You're just like a newborn, like rolling around. I wonder if it's because like what Iroh taught her was kind of rudimentary. Like, hey, your emotions affect other people mm-hmm. around you. Like oh my gosh. in the spirit world, it's like a much more tangible way. But that's a lesson Cora doesn't really seem to think about. So maybe it's just because it's such a childlike lesson. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Yeah. Uh, Professor Z- Giant Spider. Oh. Sorry. All right. How giant? Really giant. Oh. Kill it. You can't see it. It's right there. Gotcha. I'll check it out later. <laughs> um. So Professor Zay died in the in the library. I don't remember him. He was the guy that was like, I can't leave the, like in the, in the original Last Airbender. He, they showed him as like a dead body in this episode. They were like, the last guy never left. Uh, and he was the guy. You're, you're struggling, I can tell. I can't do it. <laughs> it's going to get on me. No, it's not. Bessie, kill it. Um, and we cut to see him. Like, he died in the library. It was like, wow, they went pretty, pretty dark. There. I didn't know we you knew could that die guy. in the spirit world. Clearly you can. Well, in The Last Airbender, like, um, Wan Chi Tong's library was in the physical realm, and he, like, took yeah. it back. Oh, so maybe he died up there and then Could brought be. it down here? Because he buried it in sand. I remember that. So, who told uh, George Wan Chi Tong that... No? Not funny? Huh? Not a laugh? All I'm right. distracted by the spider. I didn't get it. Uh, George Washington. Oh, gotcha. George Washington. Uh, did anyone think it was... I didn't get the part where he was, like, not understanding what a radio was. Like, he, he knew what... Because he, he knew what the radio was, but didn't understand how it works. And That's how you like, and I are. I thought that was really funny. I well, but, hilarious. But then he's like, apparently, I have been fed some misinformation about the existence of tiny men in boxes. By the fox. Yeah, so the knowledge foxes, if you remember from the last airborne, the knowledge foxes like go out into the world and bring him information. That's back. what it was. That's right. I totally understand now. I was like, also, Am I supposed I to it was funny Am I supposed to believe that Unalak is the one telling him about radios? No, it was the, like he gave a nasty <laughs> no. look to the knowledge fox and the knowledge That's fox right. in the background, like, you know, kind of, bowed, yeah. bowed his head low. Did yeah. they explain why he is siding with Unalak? I didn't really get a satisfactory explanation. Because Unalak has made a name for himself spirits. as a friend to the spirits. Mm. So, like, as but far as the spirits Cora are concerned. Cora is the Avatar. Well, right, and, and the Avatar. Was, I was specifically, Wan Shi Tong does not like the Avatar. Like, that particular spirit. Because oh. of what happened last time. Because he said in this episode, like, 
Um, Unalak has proved himself a true friend of the spirits, unlike the Avatar. So, unlike the Avatar, because Aang is definitely a friend of that. Right, but again, from Unalak's perspective, like he's the reason that he buried his library. Wanshi Tong. Not Unalak. Saying thank you, yeah, Wanshi Tong. So, when he was like, oh, you came with the Avatar, that was just a trap? He didn't care? Seems like it, because uh, it looks, it seemed like Furryfoot was also involved. What a sneaky little devil. Mm hmm. No, Furryfoot wasn't involved. Oh, you think it was just like because Unalak was there and turned him bad at that yes. moment? Gotcha. Absolutely, that's what I think. You refuse to accept no. a deceptive they furry They have a true friendship. <laughs> I do not. <gasps> it's moving. Oh, no. I hate them. The one that's been down here for a while wasn't a big one, so I'm interested to see what I have. You a... know that what you think is big and what I think is big are going to be. He's big? Yeah. Oh, he might be. He might be my. He's been a little butt around here, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who he is. You make me so mad. Kill it. <laughs> Spiders eat other bugs. I know. You they keep our basement clean. But they, they, they walk creepy. Oh, oh, okay. I'm itchy. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to focus. Oops. It's oh, still there. No, okay. Um, uh, the, so the, you guys mentioned yeah. like the, um, the issue with uh, like maybe you didn't like that Iroh was in the spirit world. Another I should, like, reason, get it. Well, another reason I didn't really care for it is because, like, can can anyone, if they were, like, you know, connected enough, like, just like have Jinara. eternal life? Yeah, in the spirit world? Because, like, he said he left his body behind. Like, I guess his body died? That's what it sounds like. That's what, no one I was saying, like, it sounds like he's tuning, choosing his afterlife in the yeah. spirit world. So it sounds like So, like, why aren't there a lot of people dying? walking around the spirit world? What? Why aren't there a lot of people walking around the spirit world? Because I guess I don't know. Iroh I don't has unprecedented success in the spirit world, which doesn't make so. sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that Iroh was a boss, but like, it goes back I to the argument you've been making from the beginning of Avatar in our podcast, which is that it seems like if this is the sort of thing that exists, it seems pretty crazy that this is the first time it's happened. Yeah, like the yeah. only person. Like, I'm not saying that like everyone could do it, but I'm saying like a dozen people. You know, a few dozen yeah. people in the history. Two people, maybe? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I think it's weird, and I don't think just anybody should be able to go into the spirit world The Cabbage either. Man. Like Janora. And also, I'm relating that to, specifically with with Janora's issue, she gets captured, and Unalak is threatening to, like, steal her soul with the purple magic stuff. Who knows what that means? Which, like, yeah, seems like a very Western idea, and, like... Doesn't seem to mesh well with what's happening with <coughs> Iroh. Not only that, but like, what very the heck confusing. is Korra the magic? Like, in the spirit yeah. world is complete bull cabbage. It's ridiculous. Like, they just <laughs> throwing out... Well, like Legend of Korra's oh, oh, like, spirit like, world I antics. Okay. I, I don't understand the rules. I don't think... It, if a series is going to have magic, if a series is going to have stuff like this, they have to understand what their rules are. We don't necessarily have to, but I don't get the feeling that like these guys have the rules of the spirit world ironed out. Or maybe we just don't get it. Have you Noah, have you watched Disenchanted at all? Uh the the macro Disenchantment. Uh, Disenchanted? Yeah, Matt Groening. Yeah. yeah. Disenchantment. Mm -hmm. Disenchantment. Yeah, sorry. Um there's that I I there's this character on that show, the, an old man that pokes his head out the window, and he 
points yes! out like logical and he gets, and he gets, sh- he gets shot by the arrow every time yeah. i feel like that guy so much yeah i know <laughs> i he i told my cousin he is my favorite character in the show him and the jester <laughs> oh, oh no he just he'll like point his head point, pull his head out a window and he'll be like uh i just feel like a, a world with magical um uh uh, devices and magical stuff should have some consistency and, and they should obey the rules that they have set out in front of me and I would just be able to buy into it so much more and I just I hear my own voice when that guy's talking <laughs> yeah. and, they, um, and then he immediately gets shot with an arrow and falls out of the sometime, every, sometimes every, every it's, sometimes it's a fire Wait. arrow yeah oh never mind anyway cool uh, I agree buddy but that's that's all I'm saying and I don't know I was hoping someone could explain to me what no that I, that's my big that issue with to me. season two is mm-hmm. just that like the the spirit world is is so bonkers like also I also I cora well yeah but that's throughout the show <laughs> i think she was yeah we've talked about it we've talked about it once we've talked about it a million times um yeah wow. this question is on fire we have one email Nice. Uh, from Vasilia. I mean, uh, one. That's v- good. Vasilia P., uh, who has emailed us before. Thanks so much for the email, uh, Vasilia. And this is a good one. It's a short one. Uh, so don't, uh, Hannah, don't get your hopes too high. But it's a good point that they're, they're making. Um, a small thought from episode four. Uh, Vasilia says that they think that we said something about someone getting plastic surgery to change their face. We were talking about um, Yacone mm-hmm. at the time. I don't we were talking- who that is. Amon's dead. Uh, yeah. Oh. We were talking about how the technology of the time kind of felt weird because apparently they have enough to change faces, but like not enough for guns. And like there's just kind of a weird. Um, she, uh, Vasilia says if you read the comics, you would know that Zuko's mom, Ursa, changed her face by going to the mother of faces to get a new one. Dope. Uh, they yeah. feel like it would make more sense if Yukon had done the same thing. They have a. They find it hard to believe that invi- uh, plastic surgery would be around. Basically, that's very cool. Um, so maybe it was uh, the mother of faces. I bet okay, it was. I need to maybe rewatch that episode, but I feel like it was very clearly like showed him waking up on a surgery table. Oh, oh you're right. You're that's right. what happened. So good point, Vasilia P. But they do. I think maybe that's I think how the mother right. of faces and does I could, it. I could be. I could. She can no, evolve. I, she I, used to be like a mystical creature in the woods, <laughs> and now she's like making bank. It's People a very on the black Pratchett. market. Spirits evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Very Terry Pratchett approach. It's to like Artemis Fowl, where like all of the elves use like technology or whatever. Look at all of these references. Uh, let me make a reference too. Okay, do it. Remember that character in Disenchantment who always sticks his head out the window and gets <laughs> oh, shot by arrows? Yeah, that's I a good one. I totally remember that guy. Yeah, that I one. I don't remember him. Tell me about it. Waka waka. So there's this guy in Disenchantment, right? Shut and up. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Vasilia. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you. you. I was and worried at first that we had said something offensive about no, plastic no. surgery. And I was like, oh, no. <coughs> I mean, I Have wouldn't put it past us. Have ever gotten nasty emails that you just don't read? Uh, no, not really. Like, there are parts of certain emails I haven't read, but, like, I wouldn't call them nasty. I just, they're not, <laughs> wouldn't it, necessarily be airworthy, I would say. Or did they say, buddy is just not that good? Yeah, he's the real low point of the show. It would be better if he wasn't there and only did the editing. Now, it's funny. I, I didn't read so that. So you leave that stuff out, but you bring in the stuff where that guy slanders me? I yep. know. That's on, a fre- on a frequent I basis. I love that guy. That guy's the worst. What's his name again? Frank. Frank. Well, if I may be Frank. 
Did you see what I posted on Facebook? Yes. Oh yeah. We should talk. We should take. Let's take a moment to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought you guys would be proud of me for like posting Avatar content. Yeah, cool. So, (laughs) as the person who posted it, would you like to tell the fan base what you posted? No. Okay. Moving on. I don't Um, fully understand it. Nickelodeon greenlit uh, something called Avatar Studios, and the two co-creators of the original Avatar series uh, now kind of have free reign to create new miniseries. That is so dope. And also, do you think this is part of the reason they left Netflix? I wondered that. Because they're getting my lucrative. Like, my thought process was they left Netflix, and then we're like, we are going to do something different because this maybe, is ridiculous. But like, I, bet, I guess it could work. Yeah, the other it's way. possible. Yeah, but I bet right. Nickelodeon had been thinking about this after seeing like Avatar's popularity go whoop. on Netflix. Yeah. I, it's probably like a little combination of both. Are watching Avatar? Yeah, it's a whole new generation. Yeah, I this mean, it's exciting. They're starting with, a, I think, a feature-length uh, like cartoon film. What? Um, but is it yeah. all new characters? Like, they're not going to talk about Aang anymore? I bet um, it's a combination. I think, I, I think it's a mixture, yeah. Huh. Um, I've also, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've seen some people hinting at, like, maybe a Kyoshi backstory. Ooh. There's already a it book, like and the book is... That- I've heard that's true. Real good. So I hope the they universe take is saying the book we're just going to be making this podcast for the rest of our lives. Show. Could so. be. <laughs> yep. I lost the spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any other general thoughts unless you guys do. Um. No, I mean like it. Like really, again, not a lot happened. Yeah. Like I mean, Ira's huge. Right. I don't know. Also, for the record, I don't think it was because of uh, them taking the library down. I think it was because Wan Chi Tong specifically said to Aang, like, you can use this knowledge, but if you use right. it for violence, that's going to be an issue because of uh, Admiral Zhao. And then Korra was like, ah, oh, or not Korra. Um, wow, that not even close. Sokka was like, uh, oh, we can use this to defeat the Fire Lord. And he was yep. like, okay, so remember like 10 minutes ago when I was like, <laughs> you can't use this for violence like Admiral Zhao? You done did messed up, eh, Aaron? <laughs> uh, that's, that's fair, yeah. All I'm saying is that the guy from Disenchantment is my spirit animal. I'm glad that Korra didn't meet Thal, because she would certainly not make a favorable impression. <laughs> I mean, that's probably she'd exa- be like, "Oh, you want some new knowledge?" And then she'd try to like bend at him. Here's some knowledge. Yeah. Let me teach you a lesson. I'm gonna drop a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you can you turn uh, that into a making button? hand gestures that would have to be cabbaged uh, should <coughs> they be in audio format? Was it uh, was it this one? Yeah, it was it was oh, no. live long and prosper uh, from. Um, hey Hannah. No. Yeah. Hey buddy. Um, did we do a hypno toad button? Uh, yeah. We Can- did. <laughs> That's right. That uh, is so good. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. I don't think I can do it again if I try. It sounds just like <gasps> the actual. I thought that was Buddy at first. I was like, "Whoa, no, no. <laughs> nice job, Buddy." That sounds a little higher. Pi- oh, okay. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's hard to move my mouth. <laughs> nice job, Buddy. That was good. Thank Thanks, you. man. Um, yeah. That was me. Uh, 
doing a Hannah impression doing a Hypnotoad impression. That's He's how, really good at the Hannah yeah, impression. Yeah, that's how I've practiced. I'm almost <laughs> done with season two of Futurama, and I feel great about life. That show is so <laughs> funny. I forgot how many show. good episodes are in. We need to do a Futurama podcast. That would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be it would be 40 minutes. It'd be going, bum, bum, bum. I forgot how often Leela does that. Leela, her It's obnoxious. It's awesome. She does it one time when she unplugs a freezer. That's true. I forgot about that. I like when she kicks the TV. I like how consistent okay. they are with their jokes. They are. Like they, are. they set stuff up from the beginning, and then like continue to use it. Like the fact that they don't say "ask" and they only say "axe." Yeah. What? Throughout the show. Throughout yeah, the cool. show. Why? Yeah. So all of the characters. In, yeah. So in one episode, uh, Fry says the uh, he episode. wants. Yeah, yeah. He wants a Christmas tree, and Leela says a what tree? And Fry says a Christmas tree. And the professor goes, oh, you must be using an archaic pronunciation. It's pronounced Xmas. Oh. And then uh, Leo's like, yeah, it's kind of like how you say ask when you mean to say axe. And for the rest of the show, the, all the characters say axe. That's so weird. Yeah, question. and so that was season one. I'm in an episode, I was just watching an episode of season two where Benner's like, oh, I want to axe it a question. And I was like. <laughs> That's <laughs> yep. amazing. That's fantastic. Just, like, I just feel like some of the voice actors would say it. Right. Correctly, but yeah. wrong. And they'd have to be like, oh, no, wait, it's Axe. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, those script writers, I mean, those, that crew of uh, yeah. show writers is just one of the most qualified and some of the smartest people to ever write TVs, TV cool. shows. I did just say write TVs. And I just want to, like, <laughs> can we cabbage that out, buddy? Fix it in post. Oh, so no. that sounds smart. There, there's there's been post. a lot of TVs written in history. <laughs> a lot of TVs mm-hmm. in the history mm-hmm. of TVs. Hi. You know, Samsungs um, and. LGs. Those were literally the two I was thinking of. Yeah, v- Vivios. Lot, lots of TVs out there. Is there a Fire TV? But probably. She's laying on. Me. Yeah, a little chunk. Sony. What? Yeah, lo- lots of Sony's written down. Uh, Scepter. How far are we taking this? Uh, well, that's this all I know. <laughs> so, do you guys remember in Disenchantment that one character who sticks his head out the window? <laughs> And talks about you. <laughs> all the monitors and the different brands. I hate you. Of TVs. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about this episode. Like, I feel yeah. like I should. I still think Unalak's magic in the spirit world is bonkers. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Basically, that's like my MO for this episode. Mo, it doesn't mo, make mo, any mo, sense. Mo, 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 mo. <laughs> you know what they say. Mo money. Mo plot problems. <laughs> all right. Eyes and lows? I don't know. Eyes eyes and lows. Does anyone want to go first? I don't know, but your dog's shredded. Is any of us going to have a different high than... I don't think so. I but, had a close second when the bird smacked Unalak out of the way. Ooh, <laughs> at yeah. The end. Move, that that trick. Was, get out the way. Yeah. Get out the way, I just way, think we trick. should do highs because, way. like, of course my high is that we saw Iroh. Right. Like, I think everybody's high Same. is that we saw Iroh. 
Yep. I also like the radio Inglorious. thing. And okay, the thing but funny. let me ask yeah. you this question. Did you guys feel Iroh's words of wisdom were a little... Trite? They were a little trite, but like also it wasn't like he said something and would build on it. I felt like a lot of it was like, here's a one-liner. Here's another like one-liner. It. Here's another one-liner. <laughs> I, pers- I felt like Iroh kind of did that a lot. He'd come in with kind of like just... He never really gave long speeches. <coughs> they were always just kind of like, and like, yeah, except for that episode, one. So they had to like get him in. I was kind of bummed he wasn't a little more quirky or like making jokes about tea. Yeah. He did make jokes about not gaining weight, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, cool. as far as like, but you also want to lose episode, any? They did a good job. Yeah, you're right. I it's just like I gasped so loud. Yeah, you should have seen Hannah's reaction. Because she, she didn't, didn't remember. Know it was coming. No, yeah. I just saw an old man, and I was like, oh, it's a weird spirit <laughs> realm. And then I saw who it was. You know what, like, though? We're going to be okay. He didn't, he didn't hit on her once. I know. I <laughs> but she was <laughs> also a child. Because she was child. a five-year-old. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Oopsies. But, I mean, yeah, just the warmest feelings. Like, you just feel like, like Cora, like, oh, it's going to be all right. And I also liked when he was teaching her about her emotions because I was thinking about that situation where like a lot of people would probably start screaming at her and panicking. And Iroh's the perfect person to be like, "Hey, look around you. So no, what you're doing no pressure, but uh, you do need to stop. <laughs> you are ending the world. <laughs> you are but killing I just things. Think it's such, but I think maybe that's my high. Like if we're getting specific into what we liked about Iroh, to be different. I think it's such a beautiful message that like what you put out affects the people around you mm-hmm. and in a very trite way you can bring the sun out mm-hmm. by focusing on like i don't know other people that is so. quite possibly the most garbage <laughs> insane thing i've ever heard in my life yeah i know <laughs> just w- what you go- just will good things to happen and they will no that's not what i said no i know i'm joking i'm your joking. situation could still be terrible but like the fact that it's just a nice example that who you are affects the things around you. Yeah. It's so easy to think that we don't, but you do. She made those frog couples angry. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, this wasn't my high, but I did. <laughs> I really liked when um, that the solution to her problem was first solving somebody else's problem. I just kind of liked that message of yeah. It's similar to what Hannah was saying, but more than just yeah, like... Yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, more than just like putting out into the world and hoping to get out of it. But like just sometimes the only thing you can do is help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Ira was... Um, Amazing. Uh, just, yeah, it was just great to see him again. Um, it was almost... I mean, no, it was. It had the same level of impact as when we first saw Adult Aang at the end of season one. When he talked to Cora, yeah. and you were like, "Yes," and then it was two minutes, was and you're like, because "No!" Visually, like we recognized him. You know, Adult yeah. Aang. I didn't really get a chance to know him. And it's the same voice actor as season three, Iro. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to Aang was obviously voiced by a different person. I love when he's like, "I was friends with Aang," and I was like, "Yes, you were." Were you? Yes. Were you? <laughs> How many times did they interact in the show? Were they that close of friends? They were very close friends. Yeah, I know. Um, in fact, the advice he gives Cora about the light inside of her uh, is pretty similar to what he says to Aang in The Crossroads of Destiny about finding the light at the end of a dark tunnel. Hmm. 
which I thought was fascinating. Buddy, anything to add? Yeah, buddy, what was your I like seeing Iroh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what the twist? I asked, I asked, a, I have a, um, a client and he's 12 years old and he's watching the show. And so I was asking him like who his favorite character is and he picked Iroh. And I just thought that was funny for a 12 year old boy. Like, I just thought he would have picked like Sokka or Zuko or something. Or Aang. Iroh is beloved by all. Yeah. I know you love him, by but all. you're an adult man. By all. Like, when you were 12, would Iroh have been your favorite? Probably. Iroh is my favorite. When I first right, watched fine, the show. Then whatever. And I liked the um, romantic scene in Robin Hood as well. In the cartoon Robin Oh my Hood. gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Noah. Wait, Robin Hood we Man watched... Tights, a Mel Brooks movie? No. No. no the no. Disney one. The Disney one's Remember bomb. We, the old we one watched that so, so much good. as kids, and I forgot that we watched it so much, but there were some lines that I knew. Um,. But do you remember the romantic scene between Robin Hood and maybe Marion when they like walk through the woods mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. We always fast forwarded it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. To get to the phony King of England song? Yes. Buddy liked the romantic scene what as a, a child. What a boob. I know. No, I mean, it's it's cute. <laughs> it's actually really nice. A pox on the phony King of England. See, you want to get to that jam. Do you remember this part, Noah? Power! Power! Mm, power. I do. <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince John is hilarious. He is so funny. In fact, oh he is the source of when I'm channeling uh, an NPC when I'm DMing for D&D. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, if I want like a town crier type of voice, I use his. He's so funny. And Robin. the music. The music is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, I the, love the bard, Roger the rooster bard. Um, yeah, Roger Miller's um, "Not a Nottingham" song is like chilling. I love that song. song. Did you mean? Yeah. Did you mean Arthur Miller "Death of a Salesman"? No. No. Okay. Cool. cool. Alan of Dale. Dale of Alan. What's his name? Nope. <laughs> the character. The Ale of Dale. I don't remember. Anyway. Ace of Base. Buddy taught me. The to Ace like of the Spades. Scene. The Ace of Spades. He had mature tastes as a child. So did he like the scene in Sound of Music with the silhouette kissing? I don't know that I've ever seen. But Sound he's of never music. seen Sound of Music. Bless your soul. Don't ever change. It's such a good movie. <laughs> that makes me want to watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Bless your beautiful hide, wherever you may be. Oh, what was the song you really liked? Polecat. No. A lonesome polecat. Which one's that? How's that go? I'm a lonesome polecat. Is that the more the chopping wood? So sad. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was like, those those words don't make sense to me. I wasn't recognizing them. (laughs) But he's seen it twice. (laughs) All right, Lowe's. Anybody? Cora opens the portal. Yep. I knew that was gonna be the what she's just supposed to let Jenor die? Yep. Oh no. TV shows Yep. I knew we were gonna have to argue about that. Always do this. Yep. They the, so the hero is put in a situation where basically uh, you have one person that you have to let come to harm or It's the railroad you, ethic question. Yeah. And, I would never. And the most extreme option of the real like it's not yeah. like 
so the you know the, the railroad problem is like uh, if you do nothing, uh, one person dies, and if you do something, five people die. This is but if you do nothing, one person dies, and if you do something, everyone a dies. Billion people die. Yeah. But the thing is, we know that's not going to happen. Well, she doesn't. I'm just saying, Cora so like, does not know that. It's not going to happen right that minute. She still has time to deal with it. Yeah, you know. But it's it's a mitigation question, though. So. You have time to deal with it, but if you fail, which is definitely on the table, like Vatu is not, you know, a spring chicken. He's a big, massive bad guy. <laughs> I mean, he's kind and of a spring chicken. He's a little baby. <laughs> so, un, so failure is definitely a possibility if you open this portal. And if you fail, literally everyone dies a horrible death. That's fine. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, maybe it's cowardice, but if I was in that position knowing I had to go back to my beloved mentor and say, hey, I let your 11-year-old daughter die. 12. I could never, ever do that. If I could know, hey, there might still be time to fix this problem, I would do that every single time. So, like, I don't know. <coughs> I think that people react realistically you, in that situation. You killed millions. Even if it's not what you'd want. You killed that, millions no. of people to save but, billions. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. So I completely agree that that's what you would do, and that's why I don't want you in that position, because that's the decision that you would make. And I would much prefer someone who is rational, who says, no, I'm not going to kill millions and millions of people. Okay, but this is exactly the railroad thing. You can't quantify people. Isn't that the point of that exercise? Well, it depends. That you're a murderer and people, I'm not. <laughs> no, people are split. Well, there's there's a lot of rationale for for why people choose. People are split on that that hypothetical. But my my problem is also by the way, it's it's you ki- you would have you make an act decision to kill one person. Like you you have yeah. to flip the switch or five people. And I die. wouldn't do it. So it's it's right, an right, active. Sorry, yeah, I flipped it. A yeah, it's just an active yeah. choice. That's why it makes you a, a killer. Well, and okay, so, uh, since we're here, let's get. Yeah. There's a really interesting thing. So a lot of so people are pretty split about. So Is there a name for this so listeners can look it up? If yeah, they want it's to? called the trolley uh, problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Feel free. Um, so the f- the f- first way that it's commonly told is there is a railroad track headed for, f- or you know, a trolley headed for five people who are tied to the railroad tracks, and you stand at a junction box and you can flip a switch, uh, and if you flip the switch, then it takes the trolley off on another track which only has one person tied to it. And so the question is, do you flip the switch or don't you? And people are are split about 50-50. Some people say, yes, you have to. It's a moral imperative. Really? Are, I thought it was... You are saving... Well, get, half the people say it's a moral imperative. You have to because you are... Mm-hmm. Um, by not flipping the switch, you are still condemning those five people to death. Uh, and you are... By flipping the switch, you're only condemning one person. Other people, the other half of people say, no, um, because it was not my action that drove those five people to their deaths, I'm not responsible for it, and I won't be responsible for the killing of the one man. So they're about 50-50. What's interesting is if you, change, if, you keep oh, the, yeah. if you keep the logic basically the same, but you change one little detail about it, it goes up to like 95% of people who won't do it, which is you're standing on a bridge over a set of railroad tracks, and sitting on the edge of that bridge is a very fat man, mm-hmm. uh, and there, there is below <coughs> you a trolley heading to five people uh, tied up on the trolley. Uh, do you push the fat man onto the, onto the railroad tracks knowing... That he will stop the tra- it'll derail and he'll stop with the train his with his girth and his yeah and his and his fat body, uh, and you will have saved the five people but killed the one man and that 
an overwhelming majority of people will not do because it because, feels so much more because personal. you are actually actively pushing a man in front of you them. are yeah you are causing that man's death as opposed to a, a cold uh, turn of the switch, which you probably so don't I'm exactly one of the people see. who says, I'm not going to do it either way. Right. I will let other people die because I refuse to yeah. make the right decision. I'm, I don't think it's... They also did this on The Good Place, if you ever are interested in like a show. They did a very funny, bloody version of it. <laughs> um, and so, Cora is basically uh, facing the situation Except where... Except a million uh, times worse. Right, where there's one person on one set of tracks... And just millions and millions of people light up on the other side of the tracks and won't flip the switch. I just can't. I couldn't sacrifice a child. I appreciate that about you. You do? Or do you think I'm stupid? No, I do. No, no, he just thinks you're irrational. I don't know. You know, with the trolley problem, it's very difficult because I don't know. Because I'm with the people who would probably flip the switch, but would not push a man off a bridge. (laughs) Um, And And that's irrational, right? Kind of, but some people will say, well, it's a little different in that the man is not already on the tracks. Um, so the options are a little different because it's like taking a man who would not have died. Completely removed from the situation entirely. Yeah, yeah, and really, yeah, exactly. It's uh, not that different. No, it's, I mean, and yeah, other people, well, numbers wise, some people point not. out that the guy that's on the other side of the tracks, if you don't flip would the switch, would not have died right. either. So, yeah, it's not exactly rational, um, but there's, there's feels like there's something different to it. But yeah, boom. That feels really violent. Right. <laughs> yeah. See you guys. Sorry. Well, the real question is, could Hannah so here's push over a large man? I kind of think maybe it feels worse. Because if you can push someone over and save the people, you should throw yourself. Like, pushing maybe. someone else instead of you just doing it is pretty cowardly. Yeah. Whereas the guy on the tracks, you can't get down there. You can't yeah. do anything about that. Maybe. I mean, most people who have, like, thought about that a lot suggest that it's an evolutionary thing. That, like, we as humans... Uh, like if you are, again, the sort of direct cause of the harm with your physical body, that feels very wrong. And there's a lot of like, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily rational restraint to that. Like we as humans, we can use machines as social things. Kill. Yeah. We don't want to be the direct cause of those things. But once we've sort of removed ourselves and our bodies from the situation, uh, we act a little more, from my perspective, a little more rationally. But, but then what's wrong with me? I won't do it. With well, again, I, it, there is no, there's no, that's the beauty of the trolley problem is there's no right answer and th- there's not a, like a, most people say this. It's like, no one agrees on what to do. That's fascinating. So you always think, no matter what, you quantify people. You save well, so here's the many. The thing. Here's the thing. You, you say you can't quantify people, but, you know, there are ways in which you can in that, you know, Janora has ahead of her a rich life filled with... Um, a lot of uh, exploration and a lot of um, learning and and you know th- that which is life okay. a- and and by not saving her or by by allowing her to die you are taking that from her but in the world and from other people yes absolutely but if you if you if you save her mm-hmm. and then the rest of the world <laughs> perishes you have still done that, yeah. but you've done it to millions and millions of people. So there is some it's way to quantify Nora. it in that each individual one of those people that you killed of the millions would also have So if Vatu comes back, everyone's dying. If Vatu comes back and wins the battle... Defeats Korra. He, he, his intention is to throw the world into chaos and destroy humanity. That's his goal. That's but his we don't goal. know what that means, really. Well, it's pretty... He, he wants... From the conversation... Global annihilation... Won, 
Yeah, he wants human beings to be tortured by spirits. Oh, here's what I'm asking. Because I was like, if it was like he was going to drop a bomb and everyone died at once, I still think that's fine. <laughs> because in my... <laughs> what I think is the worst thing in the world is not dying, but is grieving. And so the fact that like Tenzin and her mom, whose name I can't remember, Sana. and her siblings and her whole family Iki would have to mourn her little Milo. death. But, you know, if everyone gets wiped out, no one's grieving. They're all gone. So, that's where I land. For the, <laughs> I'll never change my mind. For the record, I am still here. Okay. Because you haven't talked. Oh. Well, you right, can well, jump so in anytime. I tried to insert jokes and no one was having any of it. So. What are other movies or shows where they've done that? The Dry Problem? Terminator no, 3. Well, like, where you feel frustrated because... You said, like, there's oh, only no, opportunities for three. them to, like... Oh, I mean, it's a pretty... Co- I feel like it's a pretty common thing where, like, um, a hero has the opportunity to uh, vanquish, you know, the villain. Yeah. But, like, a loved one gets in the way, and they risk many, many more lives over because it's the person that they happen to do know. Infinity War. You're Whereas able most to do of the- that? Oh, I don't know. Again... Especially when it's when it's a loved one, like I'm not yeah. sure, and and it depends on the scope, right? Because I do think in Korra's situation, and this make make me a monster, but in Korra's situation, I think I say sorry, Janora, like I I can't risk literally everyone else. Yeah. When it's you know when it's risking a building full of people to yeah. save a loved one, I don't know that that to me is a lot. Like maybe I don't care about those two hundred strangers. Why do you care about everyone? Well. I think it's that, just evolution. I, yeah, I think that it's it's uh, again it's a, it comes down to humanity, yeah. and that I see the future of our species, the potential there of doing so much good and and having such experiences yeah. where you weigh all of that against one person, um, and you can't pick the one person even if you it happen makes to sense. like them. I don't know why I can't do it. I just I know like. If it was someone I loved, no way. I'd be like, well, everyone's dying. Can't help it. At least I'll die with them. <laughs> but if it was someone I didn't know, I still think I don't could I couldn't do it, especially if it was a child. I don't know why that. Noah, would you murder someone? Oh, I think the issue oh, yeah. allow them to be murdered. Oh yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. You would. Oh yeah, I hate people. If it was like our nephew, Okay, so I was thinking to myself, if I was Janora, I would be like, <laughs> don't do it. That well, to be fair, she that's said what that. Janora said. She did say that. Yeah, right. Like, Cora's do Cora. Don't do it. And it's a lot easier to be on that end and say, look, yeah. I understand the value of my life compared to everybody else. It yeah. is much harder from the perspective of decision. Cora to say, yes, you are right. Your life is yeah. worthless. I know. <laughs> That's true. So I to answer like your I question, I'd much rather be the person. Like I don't know if a store was getting robbed or something. I'd much rather stand in front of like you and be like, "I'll be shot," rather than having to decide between you getting shot or like a bunch of people getting shot. Yeah. Well, hopefully you I'd would like, just ho- shoot me. Hopefully you would pick me. <laughs> I would. <laughs> to get shot. <laughs> no, I would not. No, no. I would let all the other people, the grandmas, the grandkids. You're an insane person. <laughs> You're you're a pure psycho. I think about this often. If I had to choose between a human That's being unhealthy. and my dogs, dogs every time, I pick my dogs. I I was literally <laughs> thinking that the other day. 
Like I look at their faces and I'm like, I, I would, would let a person I would die. murder for you. <laughs> yeah, I would kill a person. You say the word, doggo. Yeah. <laughs> Who? I'll go kill the squirrels. Who, the neighbor's been bothering you because he keeps knocking on his, on his ceiling. Yeah. All right. You got it, hoss. Dead. Taking him down. Dunzo. John Wick. He's, guy. he's on How my Dunzo. Murder list. for this baby. Speaking of, Lady Gaga's dogs were kidnapped. And I know that sounds funny to say, but I just really feel for her. I can't imagine what I would be going through. Don't laugh, no one. <laughs> Is that a ransom? Her dog walker was shot. Someone walked up to her dog walker, shot him, and stole her dogs. Wow. I only assume it's a ransom situation, but I don't know. That seems like really in depth. To See, that's not who... that's not funny. He's gonna live though. They think. Oh well, so that's, that's hilarious. Good. But they still don't know where the dog. No, I'm just kidding. It's still not funny. Anyway, sorry. You know what is oh, funny though? Lowe's. The Santa Lowe's, 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 Lowe's. that died in front of all those children. <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> Buddy's low is really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, that was like fifteen minutes. Sorry. That's no, okay. Uh, my low is that the spirit is bull cabbage. The, the spirit? The spirit world. Spirit world. Just in, oh. in the legend of Korra yeah. is nonsense. There are no rules. Yeah. It is a free-for-all. It is the Wild West out here with no rules, yeah. no law, no nothing. I think that's probably... I think my low is probably that more specifically. I just don't understand Unalak's... How can like, he, like... Power in that realm. It doesn't make sense. Pink power... I don't understand how he has more affluence there than the Avatar, no. who literally has a spirit inside of them. Yep. Like, it's very confusing to me. So, Unalak is just, I don't find him to be a compelling villain. So You shouldn't believe everything you read. Books are evil. <laughs> I miss Amon. He was cool. I also miss Amon and a woman. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Changing your rating? No, I'm good. 4.25. Hannah? Uh, really? Yep. I'm sick of it. Iroh, Wanshitang. Iroh is great, but I felt the rest of the episode was kind of slow. The, Agreed, the episode was really slow. <laughs> so I, I'm sticking with my 3.75. I think this episode would have been a 3 without the average. I think I'll go to 3.75 because I do 3.5s a lot. And Iroh was worthy of a little bump. Yeah, this would have been a right. this would have been a three if it wasn't for Iroh and Wanshi Tong. George Washington. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Stark Friends. Uh, Stark Friends Podcasts at gmail.com, where friends and podcasts are both pluralized. Plural! Uh, Stark Friends Podcasts at gmail.com. Uh, join us next episode two weeks from now, hopefully, unless Maybe. I keep yeah keep flubbing. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> join us next uh, next episode for Night of a Thousand Stars. Ooh, that sounds uh, cool. Which is a crappy night, if I'm being honest. Uh, there what? are about three thousand stars most nights oh, in no. Night Sky. There so are over. That's a good point. Four. Some city <laughs> light Night of a million stars. stars. City light pollution going on there at uh, Avatar Korra. Um, I like making until jokes then. too. I couldn't hear you. Caroline, take your cabbages. Oh, <laughs> I wish somebody would pay me in gum. What? <laughs> Is that the close-up? That's the sign-off. I don't like it. <laughs>